This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's take a look at what is happening south of the border. And Democrats, as you might have seen or heard, unleashed a bit of an assault against Bernie Sanders and took a look at Mike Bloomberg's past with women in the workplace. This all happening during the debate that tested the strength of the two who many say are at the center of the nomination fight for the party's presidential nomination. Let's bring in Reggie Cicchini, Global National's Washington correspondent. He's on the line with us now. Reggie, thanks so much for being with us. Good morning. Uh, What is your takeaway or what do we take away from the debate last night? Well, I think it's easy to take away that there is a growing amount of fear and panic in the center-running candidates uh, who have been polling on the lower side of things over the last couple of months because there was a very uh, clear understanding that there are a couple on stage that might not be at the next debate and might be out by the time we get through Super Tuesday next week. And I think that's why we saw such a concerted effort to not only pile on the front-runner, but simply ignore the rule of the debate and the moderators and talk as frequently and as much as they could. Uh, Which doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't seem like it gets them any favors. People, it's difficult to follow, it's difficult to watch for the people that might have been tuning in to actually get some substance or to learn more about where they stand. It is. And I think a part of this, though, is is the format of the debate, uh, which also doesn't work well for some of the candidates, especially when the moderators try to structure things to limit things to basically a minute or a minute 15 in order to be able to get a message out. It's oftentimes simply not enough to get your kind of cohesive platform or policy idea out, nor uh, when the moderators are opening up the questions with the same questions that we've heard start off every single debate platforms aren't going to change. Policy isn't going to change. Most people know where these candidates stand. And I think by the time we were able to get through the second hour of the debate with a more kind of global influence on on what they wanted to kind of get out of these candidates, everybody was kind of tired and simply going after each other, uh, you know, whether or not it was pointing uh, at Bernie Sanders or trying to keep Joe Biden out of the mix. Uh, Last night's debate didn't do any favors for anyone. I don't know if we could also say, though, that it didn't do anything for anyone. Uh, so what do, you, what do you think about this fact, this kind of pile on uh, Bernie Sanders and trying to knock him down? Well, I mean, it's expected. Bernie Sanders is, is the front runner. He's been the front runner now for the last couple of months. He swept, essentially, the first few debate uh, uh, primaries and caucuses, and he hasn't really faced any consequences on stage. Last time we had a debate, everybody piled up on Michael Bloomberg because he was the new person on stage. Before that, most people piled up on Vice President Joe Biden because he was still perceived to be a frontrunner and was eroding some support from the centrist. Now, last night, we finally saw what it was like when Bernie Sanders came under attack, and sometimes he failed. He wasn't able to kind of come up with a uh, kind of a grand slam comment to, to uh, kind of bounce everything back at them. But that's simply what you get when you're leading the pack. And Bernie Sanders felt that last night. And what do you think about the fact, uh, I think last time we talked uh, about the debates and what was happening uh, in this race, uh, Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden had kind of disappeared. They weren't even factoring in uh, some of the coverage and certainly they weren't the heavy hitters in the previous debates. Is this a bit of a return or where do you, how do you gauge that? 
Well, this is the Elizabeth Warren that kind of sounded like the Elizabeth Warren from prior debates, but she had a little bit more fire in the belly when she was trying to go after particularly Michael Bloomberg. Again, Bernie Sanders is the front runner, but Elizabeth Warren was trying to just make sure that Michael Bloomberg couldn't siphon off any potential further votes, considering how poorly she has done over the last uh, couple of debates and in those first primaries. I think with Vice President Joe Biden, he has put all of his eggs in one basket. His, uh, he has essentially said that his political career now is going to uh, be tied to what happens in South Carolina, and knowing that this is a state that he has anticipated that he's going to win, that he's leading in the polls in right now, that's why we saw some of that fire come out from him last night. He was able to speak clearly on policies from the past. You know, he kind of used that old hook of, I wrote this bill and I did this when we were in office, taking credit for some of the things that President Obama did. But at the end of the day, he was speaking to an audience that he knows is going to vote for him no matter what. He picked up a big endorsement for today, was probably his best performance performance uh, to date, even though it wasn't the greatest performance. Uh, CNN is calling Bloomberg's performance last week disastrous. So what do you think about his performance last night? Well, I mean, his performance was mildly better than it was during the first go at it. But even still, when he was confronted by Elizabeth Warren on matters having to do with non-disclosure agreements and issues that he has had uh, with female workers at the Bloomberg organization in the past, he still wasn't able to provide an answer that would have done well, uh, you know, for, for the number of people who might have been watching. The thing that was working for him, there were crowds in the audience that were very, very clearly lined up with specific candidates. And when Michael Bloomberg spoke, he got a lot of cheers from the audience, and oftentimes that same crowd would then boo somebody like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders, and there's now some criticism on the the DNC because you had to pay, uh, essentially give a donation to the DNC to get a ticket, and the donation started around $1,700. So you can imagine that there were certain people there that were able to make that kind of money that might have been backing certain candidates. Absolutely. Uh, With Elizabeth Warren going after uh, Michael Bloomberg for his past uh, and perhaps his past treatment of women or using going going that route. Uh, I found that interesting given that here we have a president of the United States. This president was elected after that recording was released where he basically said it was okay to grab women, to assault women. Uh, do you think this is something that resonates with voters? Is it different because we're talking about a Democratic candidate? Well, we're talking about a Democratic candidate, but we're also talking about a Democratic candidate who's only been a Democrat for a year. Michael Bloomberg was a longtime Republican only up until the tail end of 2018. But outside of that, I think that this is, uh, you know, it, it sounds awful and it sounds terrible, but this is a country who's now had to come to terms with the fact that their president, uh, you know, the, the, the commander in chief has been accused of uh, some uh, significant wrongdoings when it comes to not only business dealings and dealings with the presidency, he's also had uh, uh, accusations against him when it comes to his his private life and uh, and and a number of women and you know Elizabeth Warren is trying to make that case out there by saying we don't need to have a president like this in office we already have one and look at the turmoil that it's put this country into and I think that her strategy to go after Michael Bloomberg may be paying off for her slightly but considering that she has yet to place above number three in any of these uh, previous primaries and caucuses she needs to not only step up her attacks on Michael Bloomberg she needs to increase those attacks on Bernie Sanders, because ultimately they're aligned with each other and his supporters are the ones that she needs. And finally, Reggie, wanted to ask you as well about the voters, particularly in South Carolina, where the debate was held last night. Uh, A lot of the issue of race has been brought up many times. The fact that the African-American vote in South Carolina is a very big, a very large number. How did that play into the debate or how was that addressed? 
So race was brought up in a number of different aspects last night, whether or not it was housing, whether or not it was in employment, whether or not uh, it was uh, legalization of marijuana and the significant number of African-Americans that are in jail over uh, Caucasian Americans. And I think each candidate tried to play it to their best ability to be able to say that, you know, they would be looking out for the African-American community. The problem was that Joe Biden really has locked up that debate. He's done a lot of work with the African-American community in South Carolina, not as of recent, but simply when he was back in the office with Barack Obama. Uh, this is what has helped solidify his numbers with uh, that diverse population in South Carolina, which is why he says he's going to do so well with them. And it resonated uh, both before and after the polling, where it shows that there is still a significant uh, portion of the African-American vote through South Carolina that still stands with Joe Biden, despite the fact some of that support is actually being eaten away and eroded by Bernie Sanders. Uh, and you mentioned Super Tuesday coming up. What do we expect or what can we watch for next? Well, you're going to watch for the fact that Michael Bloomberg is finally going to be on a ticket when it comes to uh, somebody's ability to vote. So we're going to see what kind of ability he has to siphon, uh, you know, crucial votes away from someone like Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar. Bernie Sanders still does significantly well in uh, the really big states like California, where there are hundreds and hundreds of delegates up for grab that he is likely going to be walking away with. I think Super Tuesday, if Joe Biden survives uh, through Saturday, he'll pick up a good number by next Tuesday. But if Bernie Sanders does as well as polls are showing him to be doing, this could be an insurmountable lead that Bernie Sanders picks up on Tuesday and makes it next to impossible for anyone to catch up. All right, Reggie, always great to chat with you. Thank you so much for joining us uh, to break it all down for us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Reggie Cicchini, he is the Global National Washington correspondent, again, looking at the debate last night in South Carolina.